0: If you had the opportunity to converse with a historical figure, a lost family member, um, would you want to do it?
1: You're listening to Experience This, a show about the emerging experience economy with your host, Tom Young.
0: Hey, hey, welcome to the show. I'm sitting here outside our studios, beautiful day with Karen.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: All right. It's our first outdoor show here at the headquarters.
1: Yeah, I got my sunnies and my Uh, uh, green juice.
0: Awesome. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's a beautiful day. We call it the Chamber of Commerce Day. This is the... (laughs) uh, I had to explain that reference to some of the guys. It is the day that the Chamber of Commerce takes pictures. Oh, right. Right? Because it's uh, (laughs) it's so beautiful out. There's hardly any clouds in the sky. It's a little slightly breezy here. We're sitting under our umbrella. Anyway... A lot of things happening. You and I were talking about um, some ideas about where we're headed with the experience economy. Mm -hmm. We wanted to have a few conversations around. Um, One of the things we talked about yesterday was the the, the technology that's progressing around artificial video productions. Yeah. Using uh, advanced visual effects, uh, neural networks, adversarial networks that are generating some cool stuff. Uh, we're going to do a show in a couple of weeks on the Lion King.
1: Oh, yeah. Have
0: you seen right. the Lion King trailer? No, yeah, I
1: know. You told me to see the trailer. I haven't seen it, but I know right. the effects. were. Well, or...
0: If we show you the trailer, you're going to be like, what is that? And in fact, Jon Favreau talks about how, uh, and guys, while we're talking here, you can play a little bit of the uh, some of the clip parts of the, the Lion King. You get a sense of, we'll do a deeper show on this. But they don't even call it animation anymore, but it's not live action. But it's hard to tell. Wow. And the technologies that are going into driving this stuff is amazing. So you and I talked about this in the context of experience. Mm -hmm. And we have the ability now to start recording um, oral histories of our elders Mm -hmm. before we lose them. Right? Not everybody doesn't live forever. And then to store that for posterity, for one, you, you get some good information if you have a an an elder professionally interviewed for about an hour, maybe an hour and a half, just to extract information that you might take for granted or you might not get. Uh, But if you take some high res photos for that, we're a few years away from being able to recreate that person. Uh, Let's let's say you have a a, a grandparent who's, uh, uh, you know, you record them today and in 2025 they've, they've since passed away, but you can have them meet your child that's born three or four years from now
1: so do you think it's slightly different than i remember a couple of years ago there was a michael jackson concert yeah and and they might have done this at a couple of the award shows too they used hologram type technology to bring him back but this is next level because the hologram stuff was kind of cool i guess because it was you know getting him to do his that's dance a, stuff but co-
0: compared to what's going on today that's a parlor trick. yeah um the I mean the stuff that's going on right now wasn't even happening last year. It it is the, it, it's really amazing and and when you look at it, and, and we're studying how this is progressing rapidly because we have this concept that's out there called deep fakes. Mhm. And it's going to start people are going to start questioning their reality very soon about yeah. the things they see, whether it be voice, video or the combination. But you're going to what we're trying to do is to say how do we make these technologies and spin them to the positive side right and so again it's really recording people now now Facebook we we had one thing on the Instagram feed right about
1: yeah so by the year uh, 2100 right Facebook they say is probably going to have 1.4 billion users that are going to um, you know pass away by that time
0: basically everybody's on it now
1: yeah, so basically what they're saying is Facebook is going to essentially turn into a graveyard of profiles. Yeah. And there's all of, you know, there's a lot of data, the photos, uh, and I think they kind of have started to convert some of the profiles now if you let them know into mem- a memorial yeah. uh, with somewhat of a timeline. But there's a huge opportunity there with all the data that they've been collecting.
0: So, so so uh, again, On our other podcast show, we're going to go into these technologies and and get pretty deep on on some of them or at least introduce people to them Mm -hmm. so they understand them. But uh, I want to talk to you about this, the experience side of it, which is if you had the opportunity to converse with a historical figure, a lost family member, um, would you want to do it?
1: So a historical figure, Yes a long lost family member i would i'm i just am thinking though would it be difficult for in cases where you've lost a parent at a younger age um is it would that be something that's difficult to do or would you want to bring them back i don't know the answer to that question i'm just thinking about it as we're discussing the topic
0: i you know i i um I don't think it's a it's a clear one or zero answer yeah. here. I think it's uh, it's going to depend on the situation, because it's important not to conflate uh, the real from the the fake or the artificially generated.
1: Yeah, because that's when we get into the stuff where we always talk about the movie Her, right? Yeah. Conflating the.
0: But at the same time, if it if it's an abstraction anyway, so like in the movie Her. And if, we, if we're able to grab that clip, that would be great. Where, where the, the AI generates Alan Watts from all of his videos and pictures, and they generate his voice synthesis in the way he speaks and the way he thinks. And it's conversing with the guy. Yeah, That to me is pretty interesting to be able to have a conversation with somebody and have what they say, the way they say it, and the mannerisms that they say it to be highly accurate to the the a reality <coughs> the issue is is that a bad thing
1: I don't think it is
0: but would you uh, I, I, people would line up
1: I know imagine if you could sit it's down it.
0: with say just pick a historical figure like Abraham Lincoln yeah and have a conversation uh, would you do it
1: yeah absolutely right
0: of course you would yeah and, and so the, the downside is there is negative I get the notion of you have a lost family member and you can l- slip into a pathology where you start to confuse the uh, their real life with an artificially generated
1: one. Yeah, I mean, I think when it, when grief gets a little too close to the heart, there's probably people that might say, mm, don't know if I can go there. But when you're talking about learning from key historical figures and, you know, just being able to reconnect with the past from a learning perspective, that's so cool.
0: Yeah. So, uh, you know, and yesterday, uh, I think Apple started their uh, Worldwide Developers Conference. They launched a couple new products. And so we, again, I was looking at that to say, because I'm always looking at these technologies and the progression, I wanna understand the technology on one side, but on the other side for the stuff you and I are talking about is how will it affect future experiences? Right. So, you know, we talked about the notion of uh, creating augmented and virtual reality environments to change, in, uh, for example, just a dining experience. Imagine you could go into a, a, a restaurant that had you know private rooms and the walls were software-defined yeah. where you could say, okay, what do you want to do? I want to be in a French cafe. Okay, here you are. Boom. All of a sudden, around you is, is a view of a, a Parisian street. You know, you're know, you it's sitting there. People are speaking French. The waiter could be in costume and, and the food could be... And it's like you're there. Or you could say, no, I want to be on a uh, Star Wars cafe and it's a Star Wars theme. Or I want to be in a in a colonial bar from Williamsburg and, and, and around the, you know, the Revolutionary War, you could start to immerse yourself in these environments. And it's it's right around the corner I in know. terms of the availability to do this in, and, a, in a very realistic way.
1: And the cool thing about that is not, if you don't necessarily have the financial means to maybe do this, uh, you know, trip to China, to be able to have access to going to China through the technologies, it would be awesome because you're almost now making it widely accessible for people to be able to travel the world.
0: And, 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 well, and to sample it. Yeah. Um, and so if, if you think of, um, and now again, purists are going to say it's a bastardization of it, but if you think of Epcot, right, when you walk around the World Showcase, it's an analog representation uh, of the places that you're supposed to be uh, uh, they're visiting, whether it be Morocco. You know, the King of Morocco worked on the design of that place. You have the French pavilion, the UK pavilion. uh, And they're just very... They're they're good derivatives, but they're not the real thing. Correct. But imagine now we go to a digital realm, and it gets much, much closer to the real thing.
1: Yeah, because it can.
0: And adds what I think is missing from an analog representation at Epcot, which is a social element that's authentic. Mm. And authentic, I think that word's gonna be tested in the next few years because what is real and what is fake is gonna be, is, those lines are gonna get blurred. Yeah. But imagine, the, the line would be out the door at the restaurant that, that allowed you to sit in a room for a table for six or eight or whatever and sit in a software-defined environment where you could immerse yourself in another culture, another place, another time. And and re- almost regardless of the cost, it could be double the cost of a fine restaurant. People will wait in line. It'll, it'll be amazing.
1: I, I mean, I, I definitely think people are going to be lining up for it. And, and I think the amusement parks are obviously limited by the, the, I- infrastructure too, right? Because you have to... Kind of put on this like when you go to Morocco, I think they have you've got to they have to build the Morocco set. But I mean, in the digital space,
0: well, the amusement parks is a it's a tremendous uh, capital overhead because it's analog. But once you go digital and software defined, the cost comes down tremendously. We went to uh, TJ and I were (laughs) down in Disney World and we did a Star Wars uh, virtual reality adventure, and it was a combination of digital and analog yeah and we put on these packs uh which were basically battery packs with some video rendering we put on headsets uh where um they overlaid what we what we saw so it was it was it was sort of a vr ar but mostly vr and we held um we held things Mm -hmm. and we could touch things so we walked through this maze that was a spaceship and we bumped into robots we touched control panels and you could feel them, uh, and they were there. <laughs> that cool. And you had to you had to touch a door and hit a button for the door to open, and you yeah. had the sound, and it was immersive. And we, and we went into this. Uh, we had to fight. I think it was Darth Vader. He was coming at us. We were at a <laughs> lava field. They blew heat lamps at us, so it, you could feel the lava. And it was, it was expensive. I I want to say that 20, 30 minute experience was probably. I'm gonna pick a number, 100 between 100 and 150 dollars. Wow! But it was absolutely worth it. It was it was tremendous. And but that's just that's sort of still yesterday's technology. The next thing that's coming is not going to require the cost is going to come down and it's going to be more widely accessible. And I suppose the question I want to talk to you about and get a little bit more sense of is how far will we take this before? Why don't, I don't even know if I can even finish the question. How, how far will we take this before people start to say, this? I don't like this, versus I love it?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, uh,
0: sitting, sitting down with a conversation with, say, Thomas Jefferson, I'm going to pick a historical figure, or uh, wh- whatever, wh- whoever you want to meet with that's an abstraction to you today because you're learning about them in books or through movies or, or uh, the Internet or whatever you're learning them from, and now meeting them in person or, quote, in person is artificial. It's It's got to be good. But I can see how the pathology would be bad if you I start to isolate people and it limits their real social activity.
1: Yeah, because what you don't want to happen is the next... I, I guess, I mean, we're, we've been talking so much about, on our podcast about social isolation, you know, people being attached to the light squares. What would be the worst thing is for that to exponentially increase and in people... You know, just be so attached uh, to these oral histories of people. But I think if it, it and there's going to be a psychology component, I think, that comes along with this. But there probably definitely is a way to solve the right balance of getting a lot more social engagement out of it and increasing the engagement versus, you know, just uh, uh, people kind of hibernating and...
0: Well... I, I think the, the problem with people put, planting their faces in these light squares, as we would say, the, the, the digital renderings, is because of the nature of these digital technologies, they're pre-rendered. They're pre-canned. Yeah. So they're not reactive to what you say. And as, as such, you're, you hanging out with them or pl- spending time on, it, on one of these devices is highly passive sure you can click through and you can go this way that way and look at this and look at that but it's static imagery stat- static video it's already been pre-rendered and you're just you're a passive voyeur of this these things right what's coming is the ability for it to be active
1: <laughs> well, i was just thinking in my head i was like i hope somebody doesn't fall in love with james dean and marilyn monroe all over again
0: well so so this is uh, you know, we've already had a couple movies where they've taken dead people and they've put them in the movie. Yeah. Peter Cushing and then um, I believe they did it with uh, Carrie Fisher in the two Star Wars movies. Uh, and, and, and if you knew that they were fake, you could probably, you could probably tell. But th- th- very quickly, you're not going to be able to tell. And so the question is, if you take like an old movie star, you know, like a Marilyn Monroe or a Cary Grant or somebody, you know, J- James Dean, could they win another Academy Award?
1: <laughs> yeah, that would right. be wild. Right.
0: It's possible, right, mm-hmm. because we, we, the ability f- to put their likeness, their imagery, their mannerisms, their voice into a production is not, they can't do that right now in real time, but very quickly they're gonna be able to do it in a rendered way and then very quickly we'll move into real time interactions. And so when the digital becomes interactive, is it antisocial? I mean, I mean, you could say that, you know, like the gaming platforms are highly interactive. People are are talking acro- with yeah. real people across the network, and but is it is that antisocial? It's isolating for sure.
1: Well, I, yeah, I, I mean, it is isolating to a degree if mm-hmm. people are just locking themselves, you know, in, in a private room and they're just totally absorbed into this there is a social component i mean i don't i don't game but just based on some of the stuff that we've watched the the gaming industry has totally boomed they now have the you know those conventions and massive get-togethers there's tons of fans so there's been this whole subculture that has come out of the gaming scene but on a day-to-day basis i don't know i mean are people just sitting at home completely isolated further like going to work and doing the bare minimum socialization that they have to do, but waiting to get home so that they can just dive deep into the
0: So the box. Uh, in our studio downstairs, we have uh, the picture of Alan Watts up on the wall, and he has a video uh, uh, called Awakenings that's out on YouTube. You've seen this, right? Yeah. And, you know, we can maybe play the this, this short clip of this, but he talks about how you have this pathology of people. And he talked about this in the 60s, right? People go home and they sit in front of uh, fake life. Yeah. And they live vicariously through others as opposed to actually living life. And I, I, I highly relate to what he said, that the sitting back and watching others live through reality TV, and the manifestations of sitting on you know, Instagram and other things like that, you are sitting on the sidelines watching other people live. What I'm suggesting is coming is the digital technologies that make you an active participant. It moves from passive to active because of the nature of what's happening. And then, and then the issue is, is it still a pathology? I, I want to probably say it probably is at some level. But it's not the same thing.
1: No, I think it's much more because you'll have to actively participate in that versus just sitting back and being an observer and maybe moving your hands if you're gaming. But, yeah, you're not really engaging.
0: Well, I mean, I'm talking about having conversations. Yeah. and
1: It's much more... Learning and...
0: mm -hmm. uh, let's say you and I could do this, you could be in New York, I could be here, and we could have a third person sitting here that's artificial, and we have a real conversation about that. Is that. Are we still socializing, even though we're not in the same physical location?
1: Yeah, I think we are, definitely. So,
0: um, again, I, I think it's going to go back to this issue. It's all going to depend. All yeah. these technologies that we're talking about, going all the way back to uh, primitive technology, like the printing press with books, all the way mm-hmm. up through generative uh, adversarial networks creating, <laughs> you know, fake videos. Um, they, the, the the technology in and of itself is not good or bad. The application of it can be good or bad.
1: Yeah. What did you think about? Because when Oculus came out, they were, in o, a way. No,
0: Oculus is, is the VR goggles that a uh, company that Facebook bought. Yep. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I tried it once and it took us to uh, probably Tuscany. Uh And so I thought that was really neat. I'm like, okay, we got to, you know, stand in this villa in Tuscany and look out into Mm -hmm. wine country. Um, But that never really took off. And in some ways, I was like, uh, it's kind of fun. You do it once or twice. Uh, And I'm sure there's other use cases for it that are much better than what I used it for. But again, that felt very uh, isolated. Uh, You have it on. It's your interaction, but you're not really engaging. Yeah. With the technology, unless it, however it's used in gaming, I'm sure it's totally different. But I'm saying as a layperson who is using the technology, um, but I think something like this yeah. where you well, can so, have discussions with people.
0: So uh, uh, ima- imagine this now. So I take the next version of Oculus that comes out. Let's just pick a time three or four years from now, and family members or friends that I have that have passed away are in that villa in Tuscany and are rendered as AI bots in a very realistic way like indistinguishable from reality and I put those I'm I'm working I'm in my life and I come home instead of watching a sports event or or reading a book or watching tv or whatever I might do I put those goggles on and I go to that villa in Tuscany and I hang out with them
1: yeah, I mean, t- totally different dynamic. Okay. Uh,
0: now, I'm isolating from this 3D world we're in, and I'm going to another world. Um, it's probably a good place to visit, but probably not a good place to live. Yeah. So it's it'll be one of those things in moderation will be great. Right. But overdoing it will be too much. And if the artificial world is so much better than the real world, people will overdo it.
1: Oh, of course. I, mean, I think it's going to be escapism to the next level.
0: Yeah. So... Uh, again, I'm not making a value judgment here, other than yeah. making a social observation about what might happen. But I want people to understand it's what's coming, coming down the pike yeah. is going to blow you away, and because we're looking at the very front edge of what's happening, and it's 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 actually scaring the people at the front of the curve. Like you know, I'm we were we were just joking in the uh, room we were preparing for another show, and I'm like, this is the end of the world, <laughs> right? Because. These networks are getting, these adversarial networks are getting so powerful, you know, these neural networks and artificial intelligence and deep learning is getting so powerful so quickly that, you know, we're starting to actually observe the non-linearity of progression, which is, it's, it's not getting incrementally better. It's, it's getting, getting ex- on a non-linear basis. So yeah. it's like, what happened last year is like, oh, that's old school. It's now it's this thing. And then what are we going to say next year? It'll blow this year away. And when you watch things like that Lion King video, you're like, it's come a long way in 20 years. But on a nonlinear basis, in two years, what's it look like?
1: I know. That's what I was just thinking. I mean, next year. Yeah, right? I, uh, we, we can't even imagine you can't. what it's going to be.
0: So we're, 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 we, the whole purpose of this show is for us, we're, we're trying to hold on to the human element of social mm-hmm. and experience, recognizing that these digital technologies are progressing rapidly and we can co-opt them to make our social and our experiences better, better, yeah, more deeper, more meaningful, richer, all of the above. As opposed to allowing them to um, basically victimize us and take away the human element of what it is to be a person.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, completely agree. So, and, and I think that's the piece that people just need to keep in mind as they're Continuing to engage with technology and technology continues to grow at an exponential rate.
0: Yeah I, 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 uh, I want to you and I'll talk a little bit more about how we can start thinking about these oral histories how we would do that Yeah, I think those are probably interesting things to go do for for people uh, I think you know, I did, we did some stuff around and we'll probably do a, a future show on this with uh, DNA testing and finding uh, long lost relatives yes. through that, uh, I have some interesting stories about that. That's still unfolding, so we're <laughs> not going to talk about it yet. But right. the uh, it's a it's very interesting to be able to, for me to be able to then go and learn about uh, long lost yeah. relatives from the DNA trees.
1: Well, they, even um, I'm just thinking about my case. So it, there's all this history that took place in India that yeah. I'm probably not even so knowledgeable about. So you're
0: uh, Punjabi. Mm-hmm. So, so northwest.
1: Yeah, northwest India. But we, all of my family, uh, migrated over from Pakistan mm-hmm. during partition. So, uh, and, and not just me. I mean, by like the thousand, hundred thousands of Punjabis came over from Pakistan. So it's really interesting because all of our great grandparents were, you know, had all settled in Pakistan and had homes there or lived a life there. So it'd be interesting if you could go back and talk to them about are they, what are life was like. Not,
0: none of them are there anymore?
1: Um, no, most people have moved. My yeah. parents actually took a trip back to Pakistan a couple of years ago to the area where we're from because they wanted to um, see what was left. On and, a U.S. passport. On a U.S. passport, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> And they talked to some of the people that lived in town. And, you know, they said uh, that they remember the day that our family had left uh, to go to India. And so it's just wild.
0: Yeah. It would be be nice. I mean, just think of the digital technology that could be available for you just to immerse yourself in that for a while. Yeah. And learn about your past, where you came from, what what, what it was like in your family. And you think about, um, again, what people do to travel. I mean, like people work and they'll take their vacations and they look forward to traveling. It's a big component of their life and their value system. And they invest quite a bit of money uh, to go do these things. And travel is analog. I want to go to Europe or I want to go to South America or Asia or wherever I want to go to uh, because I want to go experience those things. Now we're going to be able to allow people to experience a very realistic replication of it. At a very low cost, making making these experiences accessible not just to people who can afford to travel to exotic places. Yeah, and and purists are going to say, it's not the same thing. And I'm not saying it's the same <laughs> thing. I'm saying it's pretty damn good.
1: Right. And
0: Im- uh, you know, like for example, I if you look at a sporting event, a lot of people say, oh, I want to go to the game. You know, I go to the. I'd rather watch it on on 4K TV.
1: Or what about if somebody says, oh, I I actually wouldn't mind going to Antarctica, but they probably physically wouldn't make the trip there. But if you can, you know, you have to take (laughs) that. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) If I could wear this shirt in Antarctica, (laughs) I would go. But I could wear this shirt in VR. Yeah, and
1: go. so I'd go. I'd go through the digital world, yeah, <laughs> so maybe yeah. not physically.
0: No, but there, there are things that there are places that I probably wouldn't travel to, but I would like to experience. Y- exactly. And you know, imagine uh, just changing the way you. And imagine we could set up situations, because these business models haven't been set up yet, by the way. No. So these imaginations could end up being business models. But imagine you could do these things together with friends, and say, hey, tonight we four of us are going to go meet. And we're going to go sit and we're going to experience uh Picchu. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not going there, but I'll go for a night. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Very fun.
0: Yeah. That'd be fun. So anyway, a lot of cool things coming down the pike.
1: It's really going to change
0: the nature of experience and, uh, it's exciting. And, uh, what we want to help people do is control the narrative so that they can take, it they can take, um, they're not become victims of this. They look at, cause there is a positive spin to all
1: this. Oh yeah, for sure. And,
0: uh, mm-hmm. You know again very exciting times
1: very very exciting
0: all right thanks very much see you soon all right bye hey thanks for listening to the show karen i think you were supposed to say that
1: yeah thanks i'll take it from here
0: all right well we got to do the this is the new outcast
1: oh the outro the outro
0: i think outcast is a new word all right outro we're doing a new outro we got to cover a few things all right one is what subscription.
1: Do you subscribe through? We want people
0: to subscribe to this, not just listen to it occasionally.
1: Okay, yeah. Check us out. The second
0: thing is nothing's better than what? A a five-star rating.
1: Always five stars. Gotta give
0: us the five stars because we get better search outcomes. Mm -hmm. And the last thing is comments.
1: We need those. We need your feedback.
0: We want to know what people are thinking. So you can check us out. The best way to do it if you're not sure. Some people don't know how to do it. Go to our website. You can check it out. We'll have a full set of instructions. Uh, So whatever app you're using. Most people use, what do you use? Uh, I
1: use Spotify.
0: You do? Yeah. So we have Spotify, we have iTunes, uh, YouTube. There's a whole bunch of, if, whatever you use, we have it. If, and if we don't have it, let us know and we'll try to figure out how to get it.
1: We can send you a paper-based instruction.
0: <laughs> actually, actually, we do have paper-based instructions, even though that's a fun inside joke to our team. So anyway, yep. thanks for listening and check us out uh, in our next shows.
1: Thanks, see ya.